Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct with the With All Due Respect podcast. It is currently 5.19 a.m. I am fresh off of work on, uh, what day is it? Saturday, July 9th. Uh, sitting in front of me, man, is an old friend from way back in my school days at Tulsa Job Corp. Uh, yet again, another Job Corp uh, friend is going to grace us on this podcast. Uh, I've had many uh this is my man reese and uh you know real good dude when i actually first not even met the man but glanced at this man uh we were looking out the dorms and my man was practicing martial arts out in one of the court uh courtyards outside of the motherfucking uh the rec center uh way back in the day man anyway how the fuck you doing reese no, i've been, been doing real good you know uh Life's been crazy, man. It's yeah. 2020, it's it's finally over. Holy crap. It is. It is. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, man, it's been forever. I don't even know where to start. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What have you been doing? Just update me man, on everything. Okay. So, uh, basically, since then, I left Job Corp. Uh, worked in the food industry probably for about two and a half years like where like fast food or like no 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 no. i started off uh, as a dishwasher at uh the cheesecake factory okay started off working there hit dish veteran was over that for a while then it started getting a little sickening because you know people don't like washing dishes so right right you'd have people like quit midway through the shift i'd have to end the shift work to like 4 a.m. sometimes, go home, get two hours of sleep, come back at 6 a.m., work a double again. That's rough. What was the pay like for that kind of Man, shit? Man, it was like... Because I know it's a really demanding job. It was It was probably 10 hours starting out that I negotiated when I moved to a prep cook about a few months later, 12 an hour, mm. which is really high for cheese, uh, Cheesecake Factory, but they're like, since you're working so hard that they figured, you know, they reward me. So um, from there, I went from prep cook then I went to sous chef, then I went to assistant chef. So I was under the under the uh, kitchen manager and the actual chef himself. So when the chef was out, I would be running orders, uh, checking food quality, making sure everything's up to par, making sure the uh, food bar is clean, uh, just everything like that, making sure the customer's orders are going out good. Where was this at? Uh, that was in Fort Worth. Fort Worth, yeah, Texas. Yeah, Fort Worth, Texas, yeah. Over... Right next to, uh, what is that, the uh, Bass Performance Hall. So okay. we used to, uh, my favorite thing was like when the rush comes in, like right after the Bass Performance Hall lets out, it's like directly, not even like 20 feet across the street from the Bass Performance Hall. What is the Bass a, Performance Hall? It's like a place where they do like, uh, they do all kinds of stuff. They have like concerts, uh, symphonies, they have... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, Marriott. That's where you like you come in, you like watch a show, and they do. It's like a little musical. That's dope. That's yeah, dope yeah, yeah. So what, my favorite thing back in the day was uh, when the when the uh, bass performance hall would let out. Uh, they had like it's this alarm in the back, and it go row, 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 and that lets you know, man. That like the the craziest part was doing dishes, and we had these like shoots, these four shoots, and the. Uh, the uh, pans would come out just piping hot, bro, and just like slamming. Like every 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 like few seconds, those pans would slam in. You're sitting there just jamming those plates uh, and those pans into the uh, wash, and you're just washing them quick, and you throw them in the sanitizer, wash them quick, throw them in the sanitizer, and that's 
12, 14 hour shift and that's all you're doing the whole day. That's cool. Did you get to listen to music, anything like that? Oh yeah, we, we, we listen to music. Sometimes they play like some old old classic jazz and stuff over the speakers and I'd I go to kitchen manager and like, you gotta play some freaking some classical rock or something. I was like, I can't. You don't I can't. like jazz? Huh? I like jazz, but jazz for 12, 14 hours straight, it's kind of, you, you know, get old. it gets a little sickening. I feel like any genre for 12, 14 hours straight, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Could get especially really especially the same song on repeat for about right. 12, 14 hours. I'm like, this is cruel and unusual punishment. You got you to gotta change the, the music up. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So what'd you do after that, man? Uh, after that, I went and was a assistant uh, manager at uh, P.F. Chang's. Uh, I would r- help run the floor, um, make sure like the bar was properly stocked, make sure the customers were taken care of. So basically, I went to a management job after that. After a while, I started missing doing tech work, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to go and start with my business again. So I went out took a, about a $10,000 loan out of the bank mm. and uh, paid off a little bit of my... Uh, Stuff I had from my credit cards, paid those off, and then you know, bought some tech equipment, bought some soldering equipment, and after that, for about eight years, till about uh, 2019, I was doing real good, man. Uh, making good money, had about $150,000 worth of assets. So my whole entire trailer was filled up with tech equipment and stuff, and then all. So when you say tech, break that down for me. What, what do you, what do you, what's your background in tech? Oh man, uh, I do laptops, desktops, phones, tablets, mm. repair TVs. So you repair Re- PlayStation? Repair PlayStation? Oh yeah, I repair all the all the game systems. My uh, game system makes a real noise. It just. Oh, that sounds like, like your fan. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, you I cleaned it out uh, just with little fucking spray shit. I don't yeah. Know what the hell to do to it though. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to take it apart. I'm have you look at? Yeah, it, you know I'm worth saying? taking apart. What got you into that tech, man? Uh, that would be back in 2009. I graduated, and uh, a lot of times when I was in school, my um, the teachers and uh, you know the people I went to school with were always tearing me down. They're like, uh, my mom and dad were like, "Well, you're not smart enough for college, and you never achieve advanced learning." I go to school and get the same thing. Mm. Teachers would tell me, "You're not that smart. You'll never achieve advanced learning." I was like, "Well, fuck this! Like, I can achieve advanced learning." I was like, "Y'all got a fucking degree in teaching? Like, how hard is it?" Right. So, like, I went to a job corp shortly after I graduated. Uh, went to. Um, to Gary Job Corp. It was really nice. Had a really nice campus. It was ginormous. Um, took computer service technician there. My uh, was really good. You know, chilled, smoked, had a real good time. Kept yeah, to myself. Yeah. And then, you know, that those group of people, you know, started pulling me in. Like, hey, hey, Reese, come hang with us. Like, I was like, oh shit. Like, somebody wants me to hang with them. I was like, all right, cool. And then it was all, you know, history from there, man. We go and work out. They had like. They had like a music studio. They had like everything, dude. It was crazy. They had like a, a boxing ring. You get in the boxing ring, like you That's had, pretty dope. Yeah, it was it was pretty sick. It was a really nice campus, and um, graduated there with honors as a computer service technician. What year was this? Oh man, I I only went there for about three months, like really. Yeah, so that that was a twelve month course, mm-hmm. and I completed eighty uh, percent of the course in one week. And the teacher was wow. like, the teacher was like, man, like he was like, you gotta, you gotta slow down, because like the first day I was in in the class, I was like, um, I did about forty percent of the course in one setting and about one one classroom setting, so 
So at that point, he's like, "You gotta, you gotta do start, start doing some like activities, like go mess around the networking and stuff." So I mean, that's crazy because you, you just got done telling me teachers would say, "I mean, you'd never do advanced learning this." And then yeah. you show up to Job Corp, you you advance as fuck, killing. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. No so the t- the teacher was like, "Man, I've never had a student like you that's they can just jump in and just like, because like it, it freaked him out because like I came in and just dropped a big old like it was probably about a hundred pages worth of you know home." Like schoolwork, and I just dropped it on his head, boom, and he was like, "What's this?" I was like, "Uh, it's about forty chapters." He's like, "What?" He's so what pushed you to do that? That's fascinating. What pushed you to study like that? Just just being like, I grew up. People telling me, "Hey, you 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 will never do this." Like, I grew up with my grandparents, and my grandparents were like, "Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something because." Cause you're you're too smart for that. Like mm. you you have a good mind. Our family has good genes. So like don't let your mom or your dad tell you you or your teachers tell you you can't do something. Because obviously I've been working since I'm eight. So obviously I have a good mind. Cause uh, by the time I was twelve, I was helping my grandma and grandpa do financing with the business. So I was helping What's doing your finance business. Um, we were into oil, doing uh, doing oil sales and uh, landscaping. Mm. So yeah, we we did a lot of that, and um, man, I I worked been working my butt off ever since, man. That's wild, man. Uh, I want to get to how you got here today, where you're at with me, but I'm very interested in uh your early days, man. Tell me, cause cause I mean to be honest, back at Job Corp, I mean we spent. Not a lot of time together, man. I always yeah, man. I was AR Curtis Hector. I was with with my little Dolce crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I mean. You did your own thing. I didn't mess with. I know you messed with AR a little bit. You guys. Yeah, got yeah, kitchen. yeah. Uh, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, me and me and AR were uh, we we uh, we bunked for a little bit, and uh, we we were dorm leaders, so we we did bunk together. So and he he saw like I really didn't like being messed with because you know I had a hard time growing up. I'm not really, you know, I had a really hard childhood. I got um. You know, mentally, physically, and uh, emotionally, uh, and uh, sexually abused growing up. So, mm. for 17 years of my life, I was neglected. You know, beat on. You know, uh, I had a lot of lot of troubles growing up. So, I don't want to get in too much details with it because, like, it's it's really emotional with me sometimes. Because you don't like, have to. But, yeah. Uh, you know, open up as much as you like. Yeah. Um. Well, let me ask you this, man. Uh. You know, because my brother AR spoke highly of you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just let me let me pick pick into you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just just to further get to know you. Like I said, we didn't spend much time. Yeah, together. yeah. We what's up, Castro? What's up, Reese? In, in, in passing, you know. But um, that's my alarm. Uh, you know. But in passing, we never really got to talk too much, man. Um, tell me what what a uh, life is to you. You know what I mean? Tell me uh, yeah. What, what keeps you going, man? Man, the drive, it's all, I'm not really a people person, so, you know, it's hard for me to have a relationship, you know what I mean? So, I'm all about that drive, man. I'm all about that money. I'm I'm looking for that retirement, you know what I mean? I'm looking to where I can, I can have, that's why I'm working hard, that's why I pay an extra to the government, so when I get, retire, I can retire in comfort, you know what I mean? I'm going to get two, three thousand dollar paychecks from the government when I retire. So is money everything to you, or is there something more, something mm, deeper? What what makes man. what makes Reese happy on the inside? Like honestly, honestly, I would say God, man. God, you God, know, you're a religious man. I wouldn't say I'm a religious religious because there for a while there, um, I really was addicted to um, pills and alcohol, man. Bad. Mm. Um, after I left. Um, 
I believe it was, yeah, right after Gary Job Corp. I got in a real bad crowd. And uh, when I was working, uh, you know, I couldn't really find work at the time. So I got really, got in with a bad crowd. Um, I really got addicted to um, pain pills and alcohol, man. It was a real crutch for me because, you know, I was, you know, dealing with just getting freshly out of school, didn't know what I was going to do with my life, um, didn't have nowhere to go because at the time, um, you know, uh, just didn't have a place to go, you know. Um, my family back in the day wasn't really supportive of me, you know what I mean? Like, so I defend for myself, it was either work or not have a place to sleep. So, mm. mostly I'd be working two jobs and, you know, Popping a handful of pills, you know, uppers, downers, exos. Whatever got you through the day. Yeah, whatever got me through the day. Handful of shrooms, like whatever it was, man. Just never any hard drugs, though. Thank God. Never, never no heroin, no crack, yeah. no cocaine, no heroin, no meth. Like, none of the hard stuff. I'm Thank God none of the hard stuff, man. That would have been hard on me. Pills on a lot of people are hard, though. Pills are really difficult. That's a tough addiction to overcome, man. So I'm glad you, you know what I'm saying, out of that. You know what I mean? Because that definitely takes a toll on people a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, that's real wild. Uh, continue, man. All right, so Cheesecake Factory. You leave Cheesecake Factory, go to Gary Job Corp. How'd you end up in Tulsa Job Corp? Oh, no, no, no. That, uh, the, uh, that job was after Tulsa Job Corp. So after that, uh, after Tulsa Job Corp, uh, met this really, gosh, she was so fine, dude. Mm. Met, uh, met my first uh, girlfriend. Uh, she was man. First she girlfriend was, ever. Yeah, first girlfriend ever. Like, How old was he? Uh, man, what was I? I was. God, that throws me back. I think I was around twenty six. Okay. Twenty seven, maybe. That's crazy. Man, around there somewhere. Cause I'm. I remember I was. I was kind of older than everyone else. Cause of the, they. They. Um. What was crazy is uh, Job Corp actually wanted me back because I was such a good role model to the younger kids. So they actually let me corporately double dip, which is unheard of when it comes to Job Corp, because usually the government doesn't want you back after you go to that type of program. But I was actually um, offered a dorm leader position and offered to come back to Job Corp. And then I took uh, two courses there, which that was a business office technician. I wanted to learn the, the business side of that, and I wanted to take culinary. At the time, the... Uh, that's what you took at Tulsa. Yeah, that's why, you, that's why you never saw me. I was taking two courses. I was in the advanced learning track, so I was taking two courses at once. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, I went and uh, took a BOT. Uh, they said, originally, the lady was like, oh, you can't take culinary because you're going to be taking BOT. That's a 12-month course. I was like, how about this? I was like, I'll make you a bet. If I can finish BOT and get all the certifications in three months, will you let me take culinary? She said, yeah, there's no way you're finishing that course in three months. Done it, finished it in two and a half months. Went back to her and was like, hey, um, you remember how you said if I finish the uh, course in uh, BOT in like three months, I can, um, you know, take culinary? She's like, I don't remember that. I was like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure. I was like, check my notes. She went and, you know, got in her little computer. She said, started typing them there. She's like, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? I was like, yeah, I finished it in two and a half months. I was like, can I take culinary now? She's like, yeah, it's going to open up here in a few months. Just uh, be a mentor in class and uh, just help. Uh, I forgot what the teacher name was in uh, the second part of BOT, but he helped. I would help the kids with uh, 
doing uh, the second part, like Excel, like PowerPoint so, and all that. Yeah, so I was, I was basically, when he had to step out, I was teaching the class. That's wild. So I passed. I was in carpentry for nine months. Yeah. Didn't pass that because all I was doing was talking to females and acting a fool. <laughs> Got moved over to business office technology. And the only reason I passed was because I had to get fast tracked to the point they were like, you got to do something or we're kicking you out, right? So the dude teacher, I passed the first part by my work. Yeah. The But then the second part of business office technology, the teacher handed me the book. Here's the answers for the tests and shit. And that's how I got through. That's how I got the diploma as well. But, Funny part about that, originally he was not doing the class that way. I actually revamped that whole entire class. Really? Like, yeah, so originally I, 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 felt, I let him know, like, I was like, hey, well, I feel, you know, this, your course uh, isn't, um, isn't going to be able to pass students efficiently enough. I, I mean, I was like, don't get me wrong, this is a good, you're, you're doing a good job, it's just like, uh, you you would do a lot better if you did this way. So I completely revamped that learning experience for people. So I made an actual visual for visual learners. So I had to like I like did um, for about oh man it was a few months. I was there. Um, I actually stayed in that class an extra month. So I would have even I would have got out of that class even sooner if I wasn't helping revamp it for future students. So I had it to where you were, you were going through modules instead of going through the book. Right. Because originally the book had a CD in it, and I ripped that CD and made it to where we could install it on all the computers to where you could run through that module instead of having to sit there. Because some people just some people just hate reading, dude. And some people are just more learn more easily doing it visually, like I do. Hmm. How's your brain work, man? You man. you you uh do you read? Oh yeah, definitely. You I probably. Reading? My lifetime, I probably read over close to twenty thousand books. How do you digest knowledge so well? Mm, I don't know, man. My brain's crazy, so I'm I'm really terrible with names, but good with faces. So I'm a try to break down. Uh, I just like picking. I like picking. Yeah, I like to see where yeah. things go. Try to break down uh, your thought process on a day to day basis. How does Reese's brain work? Mm, I, the best way I can explain it is. I'm always, it's kind of like chess. I'm always thinking 10 moves ahead. Okay. So I'll wake up, I'll plan a day out. Like, for example, when I moved down here, um, originally I was supposed to be dating someone, which I don't want to, I don't want to go there because, you know, it kind of hurt. But um, originally I was planning out how we we're going to date. Didn't pan out, you know what I mean? Because I just wasn't feeling it, you know what I mean? And she wasn't feeling it. So we were like, all right, we'll just be friends. And so at that point, I was like, crap, I've already wasted a week of doing, you know, doing nothing but chilling when I should have already been planning on getting a job. So thank God it worked out good because uh, when uh, went every day, it was crazy, man. I basically had to charge my phone in the car and uh, I was basically on Indeed every day. I probably was submitting at least 100 uh, resumes to uh, jobs probably a day. And it's probably on the, uh, did about 58 interviews. And then finally, uh, this is uh, recent. This is in the spring. Yeah, this is two recent. Two weeks, right? Yeah, exactly. This is, this is like th this, this week that's about to end. I, I finally got the job at Alorica. Mm. Since I have such a strong background in uh, tech, they're like, well, crap. Like, did you know they send a majority of people that do business office technology at Job Corp? That's one of the jobs they send you to. 
Oh no, I never knew that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the graduates end up there. It's weird how life go turns full circle. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah. It really does. That's what's crazy. Like but to be honest, I would never think like like I was like like I said, the, like the, that this week, I was like, man, I gotta find a place to go. Like, I can't be living in my car. I need to, like, I'm about to start a job. I can't be smelling all funky. Like, right. I was, I was like freaking out, bro. I was like, dude, I didn't need a place to shower, like a place to crash so I can charge my phone. Right. So I can study, cause like I got to get my desktop back. I like, I got to get all my, sh- you know, I got to get my shit together. Like, right. So you you stream games and shit too, uh, anonymous gaming, anonymous yeah. 007, I think it is. Yeah, or? anonymous gaming zero zero seven. Okay, tell me a little bit about that, man. What man, that so um, at the time, that was right around the time I broke up with my ex of four years. We were on and off four years. Um, crazy relationship, dude. Crazy, crazy relationship. Um, I was uh heavily into pills and drinking then because she was in drinking so i was heavily into drinking and doing pills i was secretly doing them because like she didn't really like pills so like i was i was hiding my pills in the attic under like some freaking uh some like uh, insulation so i can you know pop two every day you know just get through the day because that's how i do it like when i'm working two jobs dude it's like it's turning us on the body so you know you just gotta numb yourself and i was in a really crappy situation like I cared for her kids, you know, and I liked her, but just she just had problems. But like, I felt sorry for her kids. I didn't want to leave them in a situation to where you know they're gonna be with the like she, oh God, like she has just really crappy tasting guys, just like just the shittiest guys ever. So I was like, well, shit, I might as well stick around, wait till the kids are like eighteen or nineteen, and you know, so they can have a good role model. So you know, I was working real hard then, helping pay bills, helping pay taxes. And just busting my ass, dude, for four years straight. I worked two jobs. I probably get two hours of sleep a day, man. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. So I was really at the at the point of that end of that relationship. I just couldn't. It was a one way street. So I was like, I just one day I told her, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do this no more. She's like, mm-hmm. What do you mean? I was like, You know, you're you're cheating all the time. Like we're fighting all the time. Like it's just like it's not gonna work out. I was like, And you're you're older than I am, so. At the time, she was about thirty-seven when I met her. Mm-hmm. I was about twenty-six. I mean, if we were if we were in love, bro, it was it was good. Everything was good. Sex was good. Like the relationship was good. About a year 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 into it, like I started noticing there's like guys that come into her life, ask her for money, like we're just basically using her. Had to run them off, and then she got while to... you were in a relationship with her. No, at that that at that time, I was like kind of you know. Wanting to be in a relationship, like, I was hinting on it, because, like, we were really good together, and, um, yeah, so she got mad at me at that point, because she was like, well, you pushed my friends away, and then I had to explain to her, like, those weren't your friends, they were here to get money off of you, I was like, I mean, I'm like, sometimes when she was sober, I'd be like, I mean, sit back and think, and I was like, what did they do for you? What did they do for you in general? Like, were, did, did they help you? Did they ever help you with bills? And people like, well, not really. They'd usually come to borrow money and, you know, drink or eat my food out of my fridge. Like, exactly. I was like, now what do I do for you? She was like, well, you're there for me, especially like, you know, I hate bringing up this topic, but when you're on my period, when I'm on my period and I'm cramping, you're always there for me, you know. Feel free to bring up any topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole motto to the show is called the With All Due Respect Podcast. <laughs> uh, and that's because this in this show we discuss anything and everything 
uh, our truest, deepest, darkest opinions. And for those yeah. who don't like it, with all due respect, we have a motto. It's with all due respect. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we keep it a bill on this podcast, man. So, okay. Uh, like I said, you, you stream games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let me let me get, get to that point. Um, yeah, take your time. So uh, after that relationship ended, you know, um, I was in a dark place, man. Um, I tried to kill myself about six or eight times while working. Um, mostly ODs. Uh, probably got sent to the hospital about four or five times ODing on pills. Um, and at that point... Um, one day, uh, I saw this streamer. It was a uh, Headlock Gaming, mm. really great guy, really great guy. Um, he does uh, Mortal Kombat streams, and uh, it really brought me out of my uh, depressed state. I was in just watching him, how much fun he was having, like just streaming, and it was just a really enjoyable stream. And it got me thinking. I was like, why can't I do that? So one day, I got a streaming rig, about a thousand dollar streaming rig. It had about Four, four gigs, it was a four gig uh, graphics card, about 32 gigabytes of RAM, freaking uh, AMD uh, class five military grade gaming motherboard. Like How much did all this cost you? Uh, about 1,500, but was it was all in one day? Huh? Was yeah, I went, I went out and built it like that day. Really? Yeah, so um, I built the computer and uh, at first I started streaming, um, what's crazy is I started streaming um, Call of Duty Mobile. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, I, I started streaming Call of Duty Mobile, and uh, everyone that would come on the stream be like, oh, this will never take off, like, like no one's going to like this. And it got to the point to where I was streaming every day after work. It got to the point where I have one viewer that would sit there and watch for hours, then it'd be two, three, then it started turning to 100, then it started turning to 1,000 viewers. So you got up there. Yeah, I got up there. And what's crazy now... Because see, when I was watching you, yeah. we were at the two or three mark. Yeah, yeah. You know so what what's crazy now is that's a big thing now. Like, originally when people said it's not going to go anywhere, now it's huge. Like, there's there's the big time... There, yeah, there's big time streamers who use... Uh, the emulator to stream that game live, and they're making thousands of dollars a week on it of in in stars, and it it cracks me up because I was the original person, I was the original two or three people that originally were doing Call of Duty mobile streams like that, mm-hmm. and then everyone was saying it's not going to take off, and now there's everyone's doing like like even the big time streamers they'll flip over and do Call of Duty mobile streams just live stream it just for fun. And uh, it's crazy like, to where like people will tell you, hey, something's not going to work, and then lo and behold, it it works. It works really well. I definitely agree on that. Just with dreams in general. Yeah. Man. Nine times out of ten, man, if you're doing something that's unique and um, special to you, you know what I mean. People are going to tell you you're crazy, you're nuts. You know what I'm saying. But then you get to doing it, starts to take off, and you make them eat their words. You know what yeah. I mean. A lot of times. Uh, Kind of with what I'm doing with this podcast, man. Yeah. I'm picking up progress. People think I'm crazy. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just keep going. But uh, I definitely, I like that. I respect it. And the fact that you uh, stuck with it, man. You get, you going to get back to it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I miss I miss a lot of my followers. What's crazy is none of my followers, since I've, I haven't been streaming for a few months, have left my stream. Like, they're they're still following. Like, like I keep, I keep up with them and, like, let them know what's going on. I don't know, like, my situation I've been going, been having, and what's crazy is none of my followers have left my stream, because, you know, a, a, lot of the, a lot of them are OG, they're, they're original gamers, like, 
They're, they're, OG, original game. <laughs> yeah. They're they're the people who are originally there when my stream first started. And um yeah, back in the day, dude, I was doing giveaways, like I was doing twenty four hour live streams, or at the end of the live stream I'd pick Whoever was viewing me, uh, that random viewer, I'd like spin a wheel and that random viewer would get like a $150 gift card and I'd uh, send it to them uh, in Vimo or whatever they would like. That's crazy. Yeah. 24 hour streams. Yeah. Tell oh, yeah. That. It's it's intense. Um, How many energy drinks are required for that? Mm, for me, about four. I do, I do about one energy drink every four hours. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes every two hours, depending on the game. Like, if it's an intense game, like, uh, I remember I was doing Monster Hunter, dude. That game takes, a, I'm really good at Monster Hunter, so that game takes a lot of intensity. You, you're like, beads of sweat are coming off your head sometimes. So I've played Monster Hunter uh, World. Or oh, yeah. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I played that a little bit. The issue I had in that, man, was uh, the lobby was always dead for me. I always wanted to play with my friends, and it was always dead. Yeah, it, 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 you got to tweak the uh, the online settings a little bit to because uh, you got to remember like when that game first came out, you got you got the uh, people who've been playing Monster Hunter for years. So the reason why the lobby's dead is because you're like a, a two three star hunter when everyone's like up in the eight and nine star hunters. So they're they're up hunting like the ginormous like warvens and stuff while you're down like hunting the basic creatures at that point. You always been a gamer your whole life. Oh man, uh, let's go back on that. Um, talk to me, yeah, talk to me. Man, about. so back in the day, man, my grandma got me a Nintendo. Okay. Uh, she got it from a garage sale. This first old man. Nintendo. Yeah, first Nintendo, the original Nintendo, man. Um, started off on that. Uh, I had uh, RC Racer. You remember RC Racer? You know, mm -hmm. little RCs go around. You pick up the little cash things and you upgrade your car after a while. And then after that, I got a. Uh, uh, the uh, I worked for my grandma for a little bit uh, one summer. I got uh, Zelda. I got uh, Mario 1, 2, and 3. I got... Um, what was that other one, dude? It was a really good one I was into for a while. Oh, yeah, Final Fantasy, dude. Oh, my God. That that one blew my mind because you could hit the, uh, the power and then the reset button. And it saved your file, and that was just extraordinary for me because I was like, I was like, dude, you can save your game now. So I was like, I was hyped because like, I probably beat Final Fantasy in a week, like the whole entire storyline. Yeah. So like, I was I was really into gaming, and then uh, you a big Final Fantasy fan? Oh yeah. My first Final Fantasy, you're gonna be upset with me, is Final Fantasy 15 on the P4, which I thought was beautiful and brilliant. But no, know. that's that's a, that's a good one. This is good. I like it. I just never got to check out the other ones. You know. What oh, I'm about saying? to blow your mind. You should. You should see my my uh, PlayStation. Uh, uh, what's it called? My PlayStation um, account. Account, dude. I have over 120 games on it. You can put it on here if you want. All right, man. But uh, for those of you that don't know, man, uh, Reese is my newfound roommate. This is why we're talking. We can do this. Well, we're gonna do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, continue talking about gaming, man. But yeah. Um. After that. Um. I got a Super Nintendo for a few years. Uh, played that while in elementary school, and man, I was I was really into that. I had about forty games for the Super Nintendo. Man, I had like a whole entire library. What's your favorite Nintendo game of all time? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. My Duke Nukem. Link to the Past. Okay. Definitely Link to the Past. That was a that was an extraordinary game for me. 
just the graphics on it, how smooth the bit, the bit, the bit rate was on it. Um, I think my second favorite would have been uh, Super Smash TV. Yeah. Oh, that one was fun, dude. You can get get your friends together. You get like a second controller. I was the type of friend where I had uh, the uh, the adapter to where you could hook in. You could plug in two. Mm. Uh, it, uh, uh, you can plug in two into it, and it had a four. So you can plug in four controllers. So we had we were I have my friends come over sometimes, and we'd sleep over. Have my friends come sleep over, and we'd all be playing Super Smash TV for hours. I remember they used to get mad at me because like I I got um, a really good brain so I can memorize the uh, the pattern in the game, and they'd all die and lose their lives, and I'd still be like 20, 50 lives up, just sitting there like just just sort of like come on race just die already. I'm like nah, I gotta beat it, I gotta beat it. Mm. So it gets to the point to where I got through all the levels in Super Smash TV to where he gets the final boss. Final boss is so stupid. It takes it just took me hours to finally beat that boss. That's wild, man. Yeah, wild. so. Yeah, gaming really got me into tech stuff because at that point I was like, well, I want to know how this works. My mom got mad at me one time because, like, I broke apart my Super Nintendo, which I bought. I don't know why she got mad at me about it because I've worked and bought, uh, worked for it. So I, I broke it apart. I learned you could throw dip switches on the Super Nintendo. To What's a dip switch? A uh, dip switch is like a uh, switches on the board that lets you uh, manipulate the... Uh, the circuitry on the Super Nintendo, so you, you could flip a dip switch and get like on certain games if, if you knew what you were doing, you could you can get like if you flip the dip switch a certain way and you put put in certain games like Super Mario or like Super Smash TV, you'll turn on the game and you'll have like at the starting you'll have like nine nine lives. Like if you flip the dip switches right, like I tempered with them enough to where you could uh what's it called uh. You could get to like the developer menu to where you can mess around with like, like the aspects of the game. You can like change the colors of the game. Like it's it's crazy all you could do with the Super Nintendo. A lot of people didn't know. That's so. How'd you figure that shit out, man? Because back then uh, the internet wasn't as booming. Yeah. Know? So, um, I got interested in it because I want to know how the Super Nintendo worked, and that's when I got to the point where I started taking everything apart in the house. So I was taking apart the blender at one point. I took apart my t my tube TV. Bad move on my part. Um, took it apart and went to go stick a screwdriver somewhere. And back in the day, that's a tube, so it uh, shocked the crap out of me and threw me up against the wall. So learned my lesson from that, not to miss the tube TVs. But yeah, I was taking everything apart. The record player, I was taking apart. There's everything, man. Just wanted to learn learn how the circuitry worked, how the how the boards worked, where all the diodes and everything were at. That's wild, man. So just to bring things back, you're doing all of this. Teachers saying you're not going to be advanced in advanced classes, things like that. So but you've had a brilliant mind. Yeah. So let's see, let's see a little right on that. So, like I was at, like I was saying before, um, I was really neglected when I was younger. Um, really didn't have a really good upbringing. Um, definitely, my grandparents were the the main influence in my life. That was always driving me. Um, I was really, and I started noticing that uh, when I was when I was younger, um, they thought I had a learning uh, disorder because like I, I I didn't learn my alphabets until man till like the first grade to mm -hmm. be honest like because I was neglected so much and then you know I guess my uh, uh, my dad finally figured out hey he's a visual learner so eventually he got me this uh, this A through Z like little toy. That I'd, I'd hit the buttons and it let me learn the alphabet. And he started learning at that point. Oh, well, he's a visual learner. 
So they started giving me more visual learner toys like erector sets, like just stuff that I can, you know, do with my mind. And like I was creating like cars, trucks, like like my dad was really blown away. Like at one point um, I was creating catapults with erector sets before you can even do that. I was like rigging rubber bands up to it to where you could, you know, I was catapulting stuff into the, you know, the walls. Yeah. Eventually, I broke the window in our lake house. My dad was at that point. He took my Richter set away until, <laughs> until, until I started, you know, uh, chilling out on all that. So let's let's go into what it means to be a visual learner, man. Can you break that down a little bit for me? Okay, so uh, some people are auditory learners. Some people are visual learners. Uh, so auditory learner can learn uh, stuff by listening to someone talk about it. A visual learner has to do it hands-on. Like, that's how my brain works. I have to physically do it or I'm not going to learn it. Mm. Mm. You've always been like that. Always. Always been like that. If That's why originally, like I told you, like at Job Corp, I, I told them, I was like, I can't, I can't learn this way. So I, I told them, let's do it visually. And I started doing the modules, and that's when I started, you know, just blowing through the course and learning stuff quicker. And that's crazy, the fact that you went in and redid the entire system. You know what I'm saying? That's fascinating. Yeah. You know? Uh, are you the type of person that can sit down in front of, like, YouTube and learn some shit real quick? Oh, yeah, all the time. That's 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 a lot of times that's how I fix stuff. Like, I'll watch someone do it on YouTube, and, like, I've, I've literally uh, fixed a TV like that before. Like, didn't know anything about, like, how the boards and stuff worked. I've... Back in the day, I used to fix like thousand dollar TVs, like just replacing, just like one one piece in the circuit board, and the whole entire TV works. Because sometimes just one one little diode uh, blows out, and uh, you just replace that or replace a capacitor, and then the whole system starts working again. Mm. So I've made I've made thousands of dollars over the years uh, fixing electronics that way. Like I've, I've a good thing is uh, Craigslist free. You get Craigslist free, you go go on there, you can find all kinds of free stuff. Like, people will throw out, like, brand new TVs. Hey, this TV just went out. They throw it out because they don't want to pay the money to, you know, get it fixed by, you know, a, uh, a certified tech. So, I'll, I'll go snatch it up, get a U-Haul, go snatch it up, fix it within an hour, and then flip it for, like, five to $500 to $1,000, and people will just buy it up because it's, it's practically a brand new TV. That's crazy. What do you know about audio equipment? Audio equipment, same thing, man. All you gotta do is YouTube it. A lot of times, like one piece will go out, just one diode or one capacitor will go out. You just get get a get a soldering kit, and uh, the most important thing when you're soldering, you gotta make sure that uh, you put enough. Uh, there's this. Uh, it's been a while since I've done it, but there's this uh, kind of oily substance you gotta put on the board, or the board gets burned and it completely ruins ruins it. But if, if you put enough of that oil down, that oily substance down, it keeps the board from overheating and bubbling up. But yeah, a lot of times, if it's it's really simple to do. A lot of people think it's like really difficult, but it's really not. It's just basically getting the right temperature, looking on YouTube or looking on the manufacturer's website, looking at schematics, and the schematics will tell you what temperature you have to have the solder at, what temperature the solder melts at, what temperature the solder settles. Um, it's really simple once you once you get down, sit down, and like learn it. It's just having the patience to learn it is the thing, like anything. And a lot of people don't have that patience um, because we're in it. We're in the age now of knowledge. You know, what I'm saying yeah. the age where 
everything is accessible. You know what I'm saying? We could hop online and learn how to do after. Yeah, exactly. Like, like back in the day, you'd have to open like encyclopedia. All kinds of like. I remember, man. I remember back in like middle school, dude. Like we didn't have Google or the internet like we do now. Like millennials got it easy now, man. I'm so jealous of them because back in the day, we had to do a book report like out of encyclopedia. Right. So you had to open up encyclopedia, study out of that, and then write your book report off that. Now right. they can just Google like President Eisenhower or like and it's there and it's anything, there like anything you want. anything you want. That's that's one thing I don't understand. Uh, even when speaking to myself, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Talking about self as well is um, there's no excuse to not be learning something every day. You know what I mean. We have the capabilities now, uh, tech technical technologically. You know what I'm saying to learn whatever the fuck we want, 24/7, all day, every day, around the clock. Uh, so I feel it's pretty silly, you know, and that, that we have a generation who, who, who chooses not speaking for everybody as well. There are people who uh, like to learn things, but you know what I mean? Uh, I believe in growth within self constantly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I don't feel like if you're lending yourself to that, you're doing yourself justice, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the best thing my grandpa ever told me was you can never stop learning. He's like, there's always something new to learn. He said... He's like, you're going to get to an age race to where, like, like everything will be at your fingertips. At the time, I was like, my grandpa's crazy. They're, they're, <laughs> like, this this is going to be non-existent. And now, they got Google. Like, they got, like, all these search engines now. Like, technology's, like, it's crazy. Like, I do ethical hacking. I've been dabbling to that. And it's, it's crazy to where you can set up a script, hit one button, and that particular script can bug hunt while you're at work. So, you can make passive income while at work just by hitting one button on your PC. That's wild. I've never yeah. heard of that. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty yeah. fascinating, man. Okay, so we got about 20 minutes left on the show. Uh, here we are now. You're in Tulsa. What's your plans, man? Well, what's the move? What do you want to do? Mm, definitely want to um, uh, get, my, uh, get this job rolling. I think I'm definitely going to hit management in this job because I'm really smart. They're, they're going to find out really quick. I'm going to get really positive ratings from the customers that call in. There's a man there. His name's Casher. Yeah. are trying to get him on the podcast. He's actually close friends with uh, AR. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find that. If you bring if you meet Casher, can you bring up AR? Yeah. He'll be like, oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get cool points. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. Wait, wait, so where, what is AR doing now? I haven't seen him in a minute. AR is doing whatever AR desires. He's kind, he's a, he stays. He's an entrepreneur, him. man. That's, yeah. that's what I saw in him. He's a, definitely that's an entrepreneur. Saying. Yeah, he's kind, that's, he's part of the reason I do what I do now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and I'm always looking for ways to be, because uh, I believe in being, uh, pursuing lucrative income, but through being creative. Yeah. Uh, be that streaming for games, be that making podcasts, be that making videos, Anything like that, that's my market, art, you know what I mean? Fine yeah. Ways. But because of what he instilled in me, because me and AR met my freshman year at a school right around the corner at Memorial High School, man, and from there he was big brother, you know what I'm saying? He went to Job Corp because I went to Job Corp. He didn't have to go to Job Corp. He yeah. was too intelligent, not knocking anybody that went, not saying it's for dummies or anything like that. We had some brilliant minds in there, but I was a troubled kid, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. where a lot of us went, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but then you'd get those unique people like you or AR, who didn't have to be there at all, you know, but he followed me there just to look out for me, and he left a lot of lessons. I actually had him on the show uh, the other day, you know what I'm saying, and yeah, we had brought you up, and the next thing you know, you were in my phone. It was pretty weird, but... uh Yeah, kind of like that moment where you speak of the devil. 
Right. <laughs> like I said earlier, everything comes full circle. It's very odd. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, the universe works in wild ways, man. That's something I've been trying to uh, study and understand is the universe and manifesting. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, what's crazy is uh, it, you need to check out uh, Quantum Entanglement. Quantum Entanglement. Yeah, so we're, really... all, we're all connected by an invisible string. Mm. And I definitely believe in that, man. I believe we're all operating from one unit to a degree. If I... Uh, you know, think about something or someone hard enough, I believe, you know what I mean, it'll bring them to me to a degree. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Or if you want something bad enough in the universe, you know what I mean? I believe if you think on it and put in the action as well behind attaining whatever said goal is, you know what I'm saying? I believe that it, it, it can come true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on that? Man, uh, you need to watch uh, Down the Rabbit Hole uh, Google down the rabbit hole, and there's a really good movie on quantum entanglement. Uh, they actually did a study in Japan on uh, negative and positive words. So they took a negative word, they put it on a water bottle, and then froze it. They took a positive word, and they froze it. They learned that uh, negative and positive energy does have effects on the world around you. So the negative word on the water bottle that was frozen had ugly and just disgusting, like frozen like crystals in it but the positive one had beautiful like like beautiful designs and crystals embedded inside the frozen water so what what their theory is is the energy we put into our life or into the universe actually has effect on our lifestyle mm. so for example like think about it this way like um, I kind of like to think sometimes, go back and be like, like a situation, best situation here. Um, you know, didn't work out with the person I was supposed to date here, so we weren't going to move into an apartment together. Mm. So um, at that point, I could have either been negative, sat in my car and pouted about it, been upset about that, or I could have been positive, learned from that situation, and then progressed from there mm. and just pushed through like I did. And then if you think about it, like, at this point, I could have just ran out of money. You know what I mean? Like, I could have just been sitting in my car, you know, drinking myself to death. Or right. just, like, just having a negative attitude, just sitting around not getting it done. But, like, like I said, I've, I've always been to where I push. I've always pushed my whole entire life. It's been one uphill battle, just a nonstop fist fight to the top. And I believe in situations like that. You wanted to touch on struggle a little bit when I asked you what you wanted to talk about the other day. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, in situations like that, you can't give up. You have to continuously push. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The earth's going to give you what you want back. You know what I'm saying? As long as you continuously push at it. You feel me? Yeah. So I think another good thing my grandpa always told me, when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Mm. I, that true. really that really blew my mind when I was younger because I was like, what, is, what does he mean by that? When you hit rock bottom and you go up. And then when I got older, you know what I mean? I'm like, I started looking at it more and I'm like, man, he's right. Like, best example, uh, uh, when I was in uh, Minnesota um, working in the oil field, um, uh, my fiance left me uh, when I came back three weeks out of the oil field. And uh, she was cheating on me at the time. I came home, you know, she was guy on top of her, you know, I was pissed off. Uh, broke the dude's knee, kneecaps with a baseball bat, you know, cops came, got thrown out. Uh, I lived on the street for a whole month in my car, in my uh, cohort jacket, and uh, my, uh, my flannel, uh, my, uh, you know, my uh, pants you wear during the winter, man. And I lived under a box for a whole month. 
and still worked two jobs at the time. Where was this at? Uh, that that was in Minnesota. Mm. So I was living in the freezing cold. Uh, she took the car. She took the trailer. She took everything. And um, most people, you know, in that situation, they were just like, well, fuck it. Like, I, I got, what am I going to do? I don't got a car. I don't got a place to live. At that point, I've, I've lived in, you know, I've, I've, you know, had that negative lifestyle in my life. Uh, just stuff happens like that. Just crazy. So I was like, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep pushing. Like, my homeboy will give me a ride the oil field. So uh, on the week that I was off, I was working at odd jobs, just working odd jobs, you know, just helping clean up carpentry work, helping clean up boards, uh, doing demolition. So for a week, but for a whole month when I was off, when I was off for a week, I was working still. So after that, I'd get hop in my buddy's truck, and he let me sleep in his truck on the work sites because we were testing uh, water at the time for uh, contaminants, and just do that for three weeks. Come back home with like three or four thousand dollars, go back and do uh, odd job work, do odd job work, and rinse and repeat. And so guess what? Lo and behold, got my own car. It's nearly paid off. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself where I've been. Like there's situations to where I could have really given up, but I didn't, you know what I mean? I, mm. I've really pushed through it. I like that, man. That's good that you continued on in your journey, no matter what, no matter what struggles came your way, you continue to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel it's inevitable for life, uh, to throw bad at you. Bad's going to happen. I, I like to call them, uh, hurdles. Yes, exactly. Hurdles. Life man. always throws your hurdles, man. It's either you jump over it, or you hit that hurdle, and either you give up or you get back up and jump over the n next one. See, I consider those hurdles um, opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities to be a better you. You know, to make yourself into something more. Yeah. Every time a hurdle comes your way, you have the choice to either lay down, quit, take it, or fuck it. I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna persevere past it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel. And, and another thing I want to tell people about uh, learning curves, man. There, you're. Uh, it don't matter what age you are. You're always gonna hit a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And we, when you hit a learning curve, like say at a new job, like there's something you don't know, you want to learn that because that could be that one time to where you learn that learning curve, and the manager themselves didn't even learn that learning curve. And at that point, upper management or corporate's gonna notice. Hey, well, this person knows a lot more than that because that that's happened. That happened to me, happened to me at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, uh, someone didn't know uh, the proper cleaning style for uh, the grease fryers, or for the back kitchen, or for, uh, I learned uh, actually uh, went into the uh, the uh, dry room and the um, the cooler and learned that the uh, coolers uh, was supposed to be about two inches above the ground. I learned it was an inch and a half, and that half an inch gives uh, rats and rodents the chance to jump up onto it and climb up the the, um, the sides of it. So I, I let that known to corporate, and actually that manager was letting go, and then I was given the assistant manager position because I noticed something that was actually uh, fundamentally uh, harmful to the public's health. Mm. That's fascinating. Your brain is so unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Like, I'm the type of guy who, who'll notice stuff, like, and I'm really good on vibing on energy, like, mm. like, that's, that's one thing, me and my, uh, we call it the itch in the farmer family, we call it the itch, and we, we get that uh, energy, like, I can meet someone, and right off the bat, like, I'm the type of person who reads a book by its cover, but I can vibe off that person, like, I can tell if they're gonna be a negative influence in my lifestyle, if they're gonna be a positive influence in my lifestyle, 
That's really good. Um, like I said, I think before we started, or maybe during the show, I don't yeah. know, um, I explained to you, energies are everything to me. I do my best to um, keep my house um, clean of negative energy, um, as well as my own soul. Um, we are so susceptible to vibes, energies. Um, you know what I'm saying? To the point where uh, I use sage. I sage my home. Oh, I do that all the time. I cleanse it. Yeah, my, my roommate in, uh, in uh, Colorado I had for a little bit uh, before I moved uh, into my apartment. Um, uh, me and him would sage the whole house all the time, dude. Like every week, uh, especially after bad roommates moved in, when they had like really negative energy, we'd uh, cleanse the house with sage. I mean, and it's crazy because, like, some people are like, well, why are you using sage? Like, what's the point of it? Like, a lot of people don't understand. Like, people who are, have a real spiritual connection with energy, mm. if, if that negative energy will cling to, like, the surfaces in your house, and a lot of people don't know that negative energy is ran off by sage. It is. It definitely is, man. So that's refreshing to know that you're, uh, you're also into good energy. Yeah. Uh, I'm into speaking it into existence. I'm into trying to keep it within me and around me at all, yeah. all times um, to the point where I have to push negative energy away. If somebody has a bad vibe and I can't break past that bad vibe with them, if I can't get them on the same trail as I'm on, because that'll ultimately delay what I'm working on in life, yeah. you know, I got to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's really good that you're into energies as well, man. Uh, they're key to everything. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and what's crazy, and that's, that's why I don't have a lot of friends, because a lot of my old friends, man, uh, just, you know, pill heads and alcoholics, dude. And you got it got to the point to where it hurt, but you have you have to cut that negative do. lifestyle they out of your do. life. They will delay you from reaching your deepest goal. You know what I'm saying? Or from not even that, from just being the best you you can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I definitely think that that's good, man, that you're focused on. Uh, I hate that I say that all the time. I always say, I definitely agree. I definitely hate <laughs> doing that on my show. I'm uh, working on my uh, my delivery as a host. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm working on uh, you know, just being better as far as conversation goes. No, um, I think you're, I think you're doing good. It's pretty fluid. You know I what I mean? I enjoy it. I love it. It's really fluid. This. I really enjoy doing this, man. I'm glad you got to uh, rock with me on it. Uh, since you're gonna be staying here, I'm sure you'll be on many more shows with me. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm actually going to uh, might as well plug it now. I'm going to be doing a new show today uh, with my boy Nick. Nick went to Job Corp as well. Nick Morton. Uh, he goes by eyes open, ladies and gentlemen, for y'all. He's a uh, you know beat maker, rapper. Uh, we're going to do a new show today called The Open Eyes Podcast. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Where we discuss all kinds of topics. Today we're going to go for a book by uh, Russ uh, as a rapper. It's called uh, Get Out of Your Own Way. And it talks about something similar to what we're discussing, man. Uh, Getting out of your own head and just really placing belief within yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a real good book. It's an hour long. Uh, listen, if you want to listen to it, I can send it to you, Reese, if you're interested in that sort of thing. It's really Is it audiobook? Audiobook. Really oh. Good. I've actually recently fallen in love with uh, Audible in the past two days. Uh, Audible. Just pretty, recently? Yes. Never touched it in my life. You better be careful. You're going to get addicted to it. I'm loving it right now. I listened to a book uh, the other day. I'm not finished about the Naking War. I think it's called out in Japan. Um, this is a war um, during World War II, uh, a little bit before, but still involved a little bit, uh, where the Japanese went to take over J uh, China. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, anyways, has one of the has 
if not the biggest body count, one of the biggest body counts. Um, and it was just in under a month. They, they beat out what Hitler did with as far as the peop many, as many people that they killed in China. They beat what Hitler did. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I had to study that book because I'm a big fan of Japan. And I was like, oh. Uh, if, if, you li if you like that book, uh, check out The Art of War. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's, yeah, that's a really good book you need to check I out. Actually, I've, I've, read, I've read some of it. It's really um, hard to understand because it's advanced. It's a really advanced book. But I got it for free in Audible as well. Yeah. Audible doesn't pay me. I wish they did because I'm sitting here plugging the hell out of their shit. Yeah. Uh, I'll get their sponsor eventually, though. They're going to be like, yo, type in Castro X. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? For my code and you get a free book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, streamers are sponsored by uh, their Call of Duty uh, now. Yeah. Like the new Call of Duty, they'll be like, "Oh, use my, use my sponsor code," and like you plug it into like the the COD area where you die like COD points, and you plug it in, they get like a certain percentage of COD points for that. Man, that's one thing I'm excited about you coming and living here as well because we both have similar. Uh, we play on similar platforms. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, not just I'm as far as game. I'm just talking about in media. I see there's ways that we could. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like with your 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 streaming fans. You know what I'm saying? If they listen to my show, I could be like, hey, go. Like like put a little like link up top they can click on in my right. stream to where exactly. they can. Shit like that. And I could plug your show on my shit all the time. Yeah. Go type in my code with Reese's stream and he'll say your name or something. I don't know. We could find some fun shit. And at one point, I was uh, I was really close to a sponsorship with Monster. Like go. so freaking close. Like. It was that close, and then that's that's when uh, uh, my uh, trailer burned down, dude, and I lost everything at that point. Like, was this in Colorado? No, nah, that was in uh, Texas. That was you, when I was living in Azel. You well traveled. Yeah, you've been all over. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely a nomad, but I'm I'm looking to settle down in Oklahoma. The price of living is a lot cheaper down here. Uh, I, a lot of my you know family from Job Corp, I like to call them, is is down here. A lot of people I want to catch up with, and anybody I know. Man, I'd have to catch up. It's just been, uh, it's just been a while, man. Just yeah. been so busy. I just want to settle down. I feel you. I feel you well. Uh, thank you for being on the With All Due Respect podcast, man. It's been delightful. It's been a pleasure. You know what I'm saying. We'll do it many more times, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the With All Due Respect podcast. I am your host. Castro X, uh, go like the Facebook page at With All Due Respect podcast on Facebook. Share it, invite some friends, all that good ass shit. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. Six in the morning, we started at five in the morning to six in the morning now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Reese, you got anything you want to say? Mm, love and respect everyone, man. Mm. You got to love and respect everyone. That's peaceful. That's peaceful. This is one of the first shows in a long time I didn't open up with a song. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Different. We'll, we'll, we'll do it next time. I definitely will, man. I got a little show later, like I said, uh, with my boy Nick. And then I'm a, Sundays and Mondays are my heaviest days of podcasts. I probably sit and do about five, six podcasts a day on Sunday and Monday just so I can build throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I don't have to record. Yeah. But I usually end up recording anyway. But, you know what I'm saying? It's my passion. It's what I like to do. See me wasting time? Just taking up time. Oh, yeah. Taking up audio space. Got 30 more seconds. I can just sit here and just say nothing. <laughs> 30 more seconds. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. 
Oh man. Forty seconds left or twenty seconds left. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for tuning in. We out. Bye.